Hey, if you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5713780-3776. The number, if you want to get in here, 713-780-3776 to hang out with us here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Astros lose last night. Had a two-run lead in the ninth inning and Presley gave it up. Presley uh, with the blown save, three-run homer to Cedric Mullins. Astros lose again. They've lost five out of six. They just look like crap. Oh, it's a disaster! An absolute disaster for Houston! It was an absolute disaster. Even Dusty said it was a disaster. He called it devastating. It was devastating. Worst, I mean, it's hard to pinpoint which is the worst loss of the year, but it's right up there, especially you could have had, you could have grown that lead. Uh, in the you're still a game and a half lead was as crappy as you're playing. It's, it's true. They are man, truly Seattle incredible. and the Rangers. They must be. I wonder what their sports talk is like because oh, the frustration must be. Oh off my the gosh, how in the world are you guys still a the game and a half? The Astros have with... some of the worst starting pitching, right? Although Seattle wouldn't get that upset. I mean, Seattle's not in Texas now. If this were New York, can you imagine the viral videos of guys slamming a or if this is a team in Ohio or somebody where they, or Chicago, where they get really angry about stuff and mm-hmm. passionate, Seattle and Texas, like they don't really care about the Rangers. I think Seattle Mariners fans care about the Mariners, but mostly they care about Astros fans. Right. Like mostly they're more angry about Astros fans than they are about their own team. So they probably aren't even that upset. Like, hey, guys, just calling in. Just want to say uh, it's same old Russell Wilson. Same old Russell Wilson. I don't know if you guys saw, you know, makes a makes a, a great play to, to potentially tie the game up, but then can't come up with a, a two-point conversion. Like, well, wasn't there a – looked like there may have been a, a, a potentially an interference on that one. No, Russell's got to make that play. I'm sorry. And do you have any thoughts on the Mariners? Um, yeah, I mean, Astros cheated. They banged trash cans. They shouldn't deserve – they should be out of baseball for the next 10 years. Well, you have any thoughts about what how the Mariners are doing right now? No. Not really. Just no. more, I hate Astros fans. Thanks. <laughs> uh, the Yankees fans were coming after the Astros. I mean, it's just Go stupid. 12. It's just stupid. All right. Uh, we are going to play Beat the Limo Guy on uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to play Beat the Limo Guy. I don't know. Uh, probably around 9 o'clock tomorrow. Um, so we need a contestant today. Justin Justin can't do it Thursday or Friday, so he's in a, he's in a big golf tournament, so he won't be able to do that. What? What do you? To, what? Those are the things he has to do. Play golf. Yeah, he's in a big golf. He can't tournament. spend a segment on Friday. No, he's going to be in the middle of. He's probably going to be drinking Coors Light at that what, time. How big is the tournament that Justin is in? It. It's it's a well, it's a member guest, so oh, it's really okay. big. it's big. Yeah, it's big. Those are always huge. They're great. You don't know anything. No, about I, I don't even know what you mean. I just said okay when you said member. I was right. like, well, I don't a know what member that means. At, a, at, a, at a club invites a guest. And, and he's the is, guest? Is the guest, yeah. So it's a, it's a bunch of amateurs playing golf? Oh, it's all amateurs. But you get flighted. 
So you'll be in a flight with golfers that, that are the same quality as you. You mean a tier? That's yeah, what a flight means? They're flights. Yeah, they're okay. tier. Yeah, first tier and then all the way down it's to just really as, crappy as bad golfies, of a golfer, golfers playing really crappy It's just as, as bad a golfer as he is a game picker? No, he's much better golfer. Okay. Much better golfer than he is a game picker. He's awful at it. Yes. He's really miserable at it. And yet... And yet he's not by, he didn't get a limo for anybody this week. Well, did he? he the listener counted on Deshaun not being worse than Kenny Pickett. See, and he was that's, wrong. That's listener well, was wrong. I don't know. Well, Kenny Pickett was pretty bad too. But Deshaun was worse. Was awful. Yeah. He Deshaun was worse. Was. I mean, only because the Steelers could actually get make plays on footballs as opposed to the Browns sometimes. Right. It's like Deshaun it can't Kenny? see the field. This should be an offense that really benefits him. He doesn't see the Deshaun is not a structure quarterback. He has to have things off structure, out of structure. The problem is he's not making plays out of no. structure. He's not accurate enough to make throws out of structure. Yeah, it's I hate it's it. It's crazy. I hate it for him. Do you hate it for him? I hate it for him. I want to see him succeed so bad. Love love Deshaun and everything he represents. Mm. Yeah. Uh, at eight, that's 8:15, your king. At well, 8, your king, Joe Burrow, is r- limping around with a hobbled with an atrophied oh, leg. Was that self inflicted? No. Was he thrusting like this? No. I don't know how he heard it. He may have. No, we saw re- how he heard it. it no. was, that may have been a. He re- may have ag- gotten a lot of calf massage, but you know what he did? He got a calf massage. You okay? know what? That may have been a reaggravation that you saw from a previous injury, Dell. Well, how did it he get been the first injury? I don't know. May have been like Deshaun hurt. Well, he didn't hurt anything, but. No, he didn't have anything hurt. He was, he just, Why did he go to so many massages? He clearly had and tight during muscles. COVID, clearly when you, had tight muscles during COVID. He, man, must have been COVID, COVID workouts. Must have been. But uh, no, your King Joe Burrow was the vac. struggling to get <laughs> struggling to get to a hundred yards passing. Yeah. And now, did you see they may not play him in week three? If they had done like I said, I said he might miss the. They, he should have missed the first full month, so he'd have been back. Because now he's reaggravated it. Didn't Jamar Chase say that? Yeah, I think he said that first. Jamar Chase said, "Don't Jamar, come back." Well, Jamar Chase said they'd be fine. Yeah. If Joe didn't, if Joe missed a month, and Jamar Chase has had to apologize. You for guys made fun mm-hmm. of me saying, taunting "Oh, I thought the you Cleveland said he Browns, was going to be dude. out. He should have been out." I tried to do the Bengals. A favor. I don't. I don't mind it. I, I just. I don't mind Joe Burrow being out. I mean, if he has to take some time, that's fine. It's going to yeah. be Ravens. Ravens and nobody out of there. Right now, the Bengals. Point. Right now, if Joe Burrow can't play, who's their backup? All right, we got a, at eight fifteen exactly. Caller number four. Caller number four is going to play. Beat the limo guy tomorrow. You got to pick five games or against more. The limo guy. Yep, have more ready because if Justin's going to go first, so if he takes your yeah. game, have some right. ready in reserve. At any point, he could take your game. Yeah, yeah. so have some in reserve. Yeah, so have a, have some more than five picks in ready for it. And beat the limo guy is great because you get four tickets to a game here in the city. Or even sometimes a concert or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's great. And uh, you get the limo ride there and back. So at 8.15 exactly, call number four, 713-780-3776. Let's get Julian in here. Hey, Julian. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, so uh, I wanted to talk about the, uh, the the low hits, right? Ever since they changed, the, they tried to protect the players, no more high hits because of concussions, lower body extremity injuries have gone up. Uh, I think even Gronk, that's how he tore his ACL. Um, so I really think they, they, while they helped the concussions, I think they really did the players a disservice because now players are like, well, damn, I can't go up high. I'm going to go down low and boom, leg injury. Uh, true. And, you know, guys guys are dumb in this way, but they have said, I'd rather take a hit to the head than I would to so my knee. You know, knee. Steve, this is Steve Smith's big argument yeah. was when we were at the NFL Content Summit, they had um, a rules guy there to talk about that. 
And Steve Smith was was adamant that, okay, you guys want to do all this stuff about and Steve was an offensive player, he's a wide receiver, but he and I think Devin McCourty, who's on Good Morning Football, that's that's Devin McCourty, right? Not Jason. No one knows. I think it's Devin McCourty. They were two of the guys possible to tell. It was those two guys and maybe even Baldingers, three guys who played football were all kind of got in on this conversation with the guy on the panel who was from the NFL's league office. And they said, you, they said, if you keep mandating, if it, if everything gets shoulders, head, neck, if you keep continue to make such an emphasis to where people are, we're going to start. He said, you're going to see players not wanting to hit in the chest because it looks like it's ahead. And you're going to start seeing the hit points go down, down, down where all the target points are going to be, you know, from just above the knee to below the knee. And that's going to lead to more injuries. And I don't know, you know, to me, I still think the CTE thing is probably and the concussions are the bigger deal. These kind of things are going to happen. But I do think that, you know, in, in just from the outside looking in and not playing football and not being in the moment of trying to get Nick Chubb down, you know, you feel like you could have gone maybe waist high and, and hit him and wrapped and finished and maybe not gone down right on the side of that knee if you get to see the hit by Minka Fitzpatrick. But in real time, those guys are just trying to chop legs out and get them on the ground. Yeah, it's, that's all. It was not dirty. It was not meant to be dirty or anything I like that. In he slow was going, motion, Let me though, go take out his knees. and yeah. The slow motion, it looks really bad because it's right underneath. Yeah, right, right. 812 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Taking a break. 713-780-3776. Don't forget, at 815, give a call and you could play. Beat the limo guy tomorrow right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Dana Holgerson going to join us in about 18 minutes here on the show right now. Well, here's somebody that's really, really, really a big Coug fan. It's a Chastang family. They have been Coug fans. They they support that's their university. They support the university. They have supported the football program and basketball program for years. They've done it because they are unbelievable business people. They are awesome at what they do. To have integrity in the car business is saying something because it's it lacked a lot of integrity with a lot of dealerships, with a lot of used car. I mean it's it's such a stereotype, but there's a reason that it was a stereotype is because a lot of that was happening, that they're just trying to get as much money. And still to this day, dealerships, you're just they're just trying to gouge you for as much as they possibly can so they get fat quicker. And that just isn't the case with the Chastangs. They just have done it right for years and years and years. And that's why they've been in business for 80 years. That's why they're the number one commercial Ford dealer in the city of Houston. It's because they do it right. It always goes to the bottom line at your business. We'll make it go to the bottom line for you personally as well. Why spend more? Why get add-ons? Why get a vehicle that you don't want? Why have payments you can't afford? Why do all of these things when you don't have to because the Chastangs are here for you? You're looking for the best way to get into that Ford car, truck, or pre-owned vehicle? There's one place to go. ChastangFord.com on 610 at Homestead, not Hempstead, just five minutes from downtown. Chastang Ford. ESP. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the offensive masterminds running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. <laughs> Belichick spiking the the challenge flag. By the way, your guy McDaniel. He is great at challenges, isn't he? He's awful, isn't he? He's not been great. Uh, I would I maybe attribute it to a young coach, but or maybe he'll just be terrible at it throughout his career, no, no matter how long it is. But the one thing he has improved is getting the plays in on time, and we they had, they had issues 
with pre-snap penalties, delay of games, having to call timeouts because of that. That's something they want to work on over the offseason. No issues the first two games. So progress is what I'm looking for, for from a young coach. Now just get a better spotter. Get a better yeah. challenge spotter because I'm not great. Gary Kubiak was terrible at that. Terrible. Bill O'Brien, too. I haven't had... The, the challenge thing is difficult because you've got to have somebody up there that's that's good, that that has some common sense. That underst- and maybe just understands how the replay official thinks. Never mind the emotional, hey, that's our ball, stuff like that. Yeah. Think of how a ref would look or at it. Or listen go. to players. Yeah. Every single, it doesn't matter. If you're out at second, you're like, you want to challenge? Challenge. We got to challenge. No, you're out. Go, come come back here. Or come it's here. the middle of the second quarter in the NBA and there's a foul call and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the coach, I'm not doing this in the second quarter. No, that's, that's, that's not how it works. Well, uh, who's our uh, contestant to play Beat the Limo go tomorrow? Luis will be our contestant. Luis, tomorrow. let's go, Luis. Beat the snot out of him. I love when people beat the Limo guy. Makes me happy. Plus, I get there's more ammunition against Justin. You I'm, just like to make fun of your friends. Well, I do. I really, I kind of really do. That's one of my favorite things. If you want to know the truth. Um, what wasn't one of my favorite things was the last night's ninth inning. That was a tough loss. That was, I took that one hard. Not that anybody cares about my feelings. Yeah, your emotional state right. is what we're concerned with. Right, right. I love when, 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 listen, I told, I've been saying, no one cares. No one cares about what you've been saying. I will say this, Dusty managed a good game. We just got beat. They got beat because... You know, Montero and and Presley gave up five runs in two innings. Oh my gosh, that's it's disastrous, terrible. And you know, Abreu, Abreu did his job. You got a homer. You got a homer from Maldi. Abreu had you know did his job to give you the lead with his home run, and then all you have to do is just ride it well, out. Okay, ride the Jake out. Myers thing. Jake runs for Al, uh, Jordan. After Jordan gets on in the, in the ninth, and Tucker hits a chopper to second, Jake, get off the bag! What are you doing? The third baseman wasn't holding you close. Why are you so? Why did you? You're Jake Myers. Get off! If he had a, a bit of a, any kind of a lead at third base, and would have as soon as the ball because it was a high chopper. As soon as the ball hits the ground and goes in the air. He should be taken off. Mm-hmm. He's fast. What are you doing by the base? I mean, that Jake Myers of all the way. Your dad didn't call you? <laughs> I was going to say, you know why he didn't do it? Because Lance's dad would tell you, Jake's not very bright. Oh, yeah. It's, His it's baseball, I, that's so that's he, why you were on third base. He did You're call fast. yesterday, not 434. That's why they pinch ran you, because you're fast. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't get another call at that particular time but but tucker had a double and a triple and when they needed him most he did nothing he had second and third and in just a bat at bat and then in a ninth he comes up with a runner on third and one out and he can't get him home now i don't know if he should have gotten him home it was a high chopper but he didn't get him home and then mccormick did something he hasn't been doing a whole lot of which is Swinging way outside the zone. Yeah. Really bad chase on that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was swinging. It really didn't matter what pitch was coming in. He had decided, I'm swinging on this one. That was the shame within it bat earlier against Verlander. They had runners in scoring position, and 
uh, 3-2 pitch that was in the dirt, and he swung at it, and uh, Verlander got away with it. But that was a bad game. That was a bad game. Um, was, and, and that's bad that you have your, your sound on your computer. That's bad, too. Yeah, that was not what was that's expected. Yeah, that's bad, too. I, don't, I know people have their biases, and they will call in and just pick who they like. But if we were doing a true ranking of the, the professionalism, yeah. how do you think this show would be ranked by an unbiased Most observer? professional me, See, you no, you can't. Do you Stop mean the it. show in general? Most professional me, well, you second. I individually answer. or Indiv- as a show? I won't rank us versus another show because there's no way we would win. No. But if we were ranking individuals oh. compared to yeah. e- ourselves within the show the or, meme. or even the rest <laughs> near of the top, you'd be third. <laughs> no, I'd be near the top. <laughs> yeah, right. That's near, near the top. top. If Listen. third is near the top, yeah. You'd meddle. Do, has anyone had to get yeah, up? Has anyone, had to get up and leave? has anyone had to get up and leave the room because of things I've said? Well, this you, week, last week, any week. Well, sometimes you just get up and leave the room. Oh, uh, you had a bathtub uh, incident earlier. Oh, that wasn't great in the yeah. show. That was fine. I almost had to leave the room. No, that was fine. We had a caller call in, like the guy who had the office line question. You couldn't fit it into the comments to tell you what he wanted to talk about. But he, he initially called in and told the intern, "I'm calling in to change the subject." Okay. Specif- specifically to get away from Lance's Lance. stuff. Yeah. No, that because was what? Because of the pro- because of professional. Not very. No, I would say the most professional no, no. is RJ. He yeah. doesn't work here anymore. Yeah. There's no one else here. What about uh, Nooney Oaks, since we're using old producers? No. <laughs> that's way that's way back in Aaron, the Aaron, Raheel. He, oh, Raheel can't be. No, we, is Raheel the most professional of all of us? No, he got he got an intern to... He got two interns to get in a fight and have one intern use the term... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not oh, professional at all. Right. He's not professional yeah, at all. Was, no, that was terrible. There was a finger. <laughs> yeah. That's see, all I said. Here's, I just, why, here's why I went. Yeah, I know, well, no I know one not can to see say that. That's the so, point. No one, I didn't want anyone just, to know. That's all I said. I didn't was, want anyone to know. There was a finger involved. That's all. That's all. That's all I said. I didn't say what Raheel made him say. That was awful. Uh, Javon wants to get in here. Talk special teams. Hey, Javon. Hey, what's up, fellas? I got two observations from the weekend in the NFL. <laughs> did you guys see what the Patriots did on uh, on special teams when they blocked that kick and they ran that guy off the edge, blocked him up like a corner? Yeah. And they kind of ran him off the edge. I, I, it's probably the most innovative thing I've seen on special teams in a while. I know Bill Belichick's a master. So. And then the other thing, I'm watching the Saints last night, and they're dominating on defense the whole night. And I can't stand and tell me why teams do this. They play this defense that just gives up all the all the short passes at the end of a game when the defense have dominated, and then the other team goes right down the field. I, I can't stand when I watch football every weekend and teams that are up do that. I just don't see what logically how that makes sense or or even technically. So you could just expand on that and why teams do that. Well, didn't week. you? Didn't we have an uh, example? In the NFL this week, of a guy breaking down the field in, in the final minute and getting a, and and get, catching a long pass, so that's the that's the that greatest week, fear. Yeah, was that, that was week was, one. Was that week one? Who was that? Yeah, yeah. where it's like, oh my god, well, how did you give won the this game. up? Yeah, see, that's why is that's because the greatest fear. But that's the, re- that's the worst is when you give it. You, the reality you keep is everything I'm, in front of you when you're when you're winning. The reality is, if you need a field goal to tie a game, and you have. A minute fifteen, we got break it here. Minute fifteen, and no timeouts. That's still plenty of time to yeah. get down there. So I'm not sure I love that whole uh, cover two deep shell look either. Because 
it just turns into too many easy yards. Yeah, it does. Well, we'll ask Dana about it on the other side. Okay, we'll ask Dana what he thinks about that. We will do that uh, next right here, uh, brought to you by Chastang Ford, DeBarris Barbecue, and HRP. Next, right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Right now, though, we're talking underdog. We're talking underdog fantasy. And how did you do yesterday? Were you playing, you know, did you play in the, uh, the Pick'em Challenge? Is that what you did? Were you one of the ones who was able to, you know, put together a a higher low in the pick'em challenge that allowed you to to take advantage of payouts that can be anywhere from three times your original play to twenty times your original play, or better yet, did you know that they have brand new situation? They have a brand new setup right now for you, and I noticed it on Sunday where I was like, "Wow, I I can go over here in uh, I think it was." I'm sorry, higher on Saquon Barkley's total yardage or rushing yardage. And I thought, and it was something that was a, a boosted play. And I thought, this is great. This is really easy. I'm going to get this one. And uh, once you play that one, you now are involved in their, in, their, in their payout, the big payout that they have available for the free boosted play. So that's a great opportunity for you to take advantage of that Pick'em Contest. It's a brand new feature that is going on right now. It's a mystery special pick. So what is your mystery special pick? It will show up in your lobby. That's all you have to do when you are playing the Pick'em element of Underdog Fantasy. Of course, all the great uh, daily fantasy features as well. Use promo code Lance and you will get a up to a hundred dollar match when you make your first deposit, but you got to use promo code Lance and uh, must be 18 or older and present in the state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concern with your play call 800 gambler or visit ncpgambling.org. ESPN. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, welcome back. Time to talk to the head coach of the Houston Cougars, Dana Holgerson, brought to you by HRMP, Damaris Barbecue, and Chastain Ford, all big supporters of the Cougs, right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Coach, what's up? How are you guys doing this morning? All right, man, we're doing fine. Saw in the Chronicle this morning, there's a big article about, you know, making some changes possibly to the offense, and you said, no, we're going to keep it the same. We're going to keep uh, the same starters in there. For now, anyway, it's early in the week, obviously, but um, what goes into that, Coach? What what uh, what have you been looking at offensively that, uh, well, first of all, what, what kind of changes can be made to change things up there offensively? Well, yeah, I, I appreciated that question. Um, you know, it, and it's a it's a valid question. I mean, you gotta you gotta look at eight months of work. You can't just look at four quarters of work, right? So, you know, I thought offensively two weeks ago against uh, Rice, we you know had a slow start. Uh, you know, had had to punt uh, a couple of times, and then you know got a drive going before the half, and then scored five times in the second half and in overtime. So, I thought we had things going in the right direction. Uh, you know, you look at it and it's like, well, is it one person? Is it two people? Or is it a collection of people? And I think there's enough blame to go around on offense where, you know, where it, it was not a good performance. You look at the first half, uh, we had the ball six times. Uh, we drove the ball six times. Um, you know, the, the problem with what we did offensively is things fizzled out, you know, down towards the red zone. Uh, so we didn't do a good job of finishing those drives, but I can I can really honestly pinpoint probably six different people on the end of those drives why they didn't why they why they didn't result in, in touchdowns or field goals. Uh, so 
I just got to look at the whole overall body of work, and then you got to have good depth. If you got good depth, then you got good quality backups to the point to where they're pushing for playing time or starting time. Then, then you make a few changes, but then, unfortunately, that's just not the case. Dane Algerson here with us on ESPN ninety-seven five and ninety-two five. Nothing against Snead or Mathis, or you know, you had Tayshon and you had McCaskill uh, the last couple of years. Is this how much more? Di- why is it so much more difficult? Does it seem to be running the football and, and running your offense the way that you have been the last couple of years? Yeah, I think that's a fair question. You know, uh, got to get the run game going. Um, you know, that was just uh, that was that was tough to get going on on Saturday. I don't think our running backs played very good. Started to get Tony Mathis going a week ago, and then he rolls his ankle and is unavailable. Um, you know, Brandon Campbell has been unavailable the last couple of weeks as well because of, a, of, of, a, of an ankle. You know, that, that running back spot uh, endures a lot of wear and tear. Uh, so you better have a bunch of them. I was encouraged by Parker Jenkins, the freshman here from Houston. Uh, you know, he, I actually thought he, he, he popped a little bit on kickoff return. Uh, so we got him going in the second half a little bit, got out for a couple of runs, you know. Quarterback's got to help us in the run game. I thought Donovan, I was bragging about him a week ago uh, when, when uh, he, he, he helped us in the run game against Rice. Uh, he got nicked up in the second quarter and, and wasn't himself. Uh, you know, and then, uh, you know, the offensive line's got to play with better pad level. That's probably the biggest thing I'm disappointed with. I mean, we brought in Yvonne Nagavi from, from Tulane and We've been preaching run game. We've been working run game. We thought it was headed in the right direction, and then it didn't. I think I think you got to give TCU some credit. Uh, you know, these guys got seven starters back on a team that was in the national championship. They were they were incredibly motivated. You know, we had we had everything that we wanted right there at TDECU Stadium. It was a quality opponent in the first Big Twelve game. We you know we battled with them in the first half. Just didn't take advantage of the opportunities that we that we had. I know you've heard this before in years past. This has come up. I came up with a couple of conversations with Cougar fans this weekend. And the question is always, well, why did Dana get away from his, you know, the air raid stuff and the things that he learned and, and now, you know, the running stuff and, it, and it, he's trying to run the football, which I know that it happened way back at West Virginia. This is not anything new. But that question, I'm sure it's come up. Can you reiterate again why you have changed philosophically over the years from when you are with, Kevin Sumlin at University of Houston to when you're at University of Houston right now. Yeah, it's just defenses have adapted. Um, you know, uh, TCU, what they did was they drop eight uh, stuff as they adapted towards. I mean, we did it at West Virginia. The reason why we dropped eight at West Virginia so much is can't get can't get the, enough D linemen uh, to be able to play four down. Then you can't. Uh, it, it's just it, it makes it, it it's easier to stop the air raid. So. We made that change a long time ago. Uh, we've we've certainly been able to throw the ball, uh, you know, as much as we've we've wanted in years past. Right now, it's not clicking as much as we want to. But just because you change your philosophy from you know air raid to more pro style offense, tight ends and fullbacks and run game oriented, doesn't mean that you can't throw the ball. We scheme up run. Uh, we scheme up the, the pass game as good as anybody. You just got to execute that stuff, you know. So you got to be able to run the ball. Uh, I understand the critics and, and why they're upset with where we're at right now. Uh, nobody's more upset than I am with it, and we're going to work hard towards getting it fixed. Dana Holgerson with us here, brought to you by HRP, Chastang Ford, and Ameris Barbecue. 
right here every week on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Coach, we just had a question by somebody. Maybe you can, you, you've been in the middle of this, Quentin. You've got a lead late. It's a, it's, a, it's a small lead. We saw it with Colorado State this weekend. We've seen it plenty before. You keep everything in front of you, yet you let the team go down the field as opposed to you know risking and let them have a big play. Uh, we just had a caller wondering about that, and you're you're an expert in this as a as a college a head football coach. Uh, we see it too often that the team is able to go down the field. Talk about the philosophy of that late in the game. As far as dropping eight, or as far as pressuring, as far as as far yes, not pressuring, keeping eight, keeping everything in front yeah. of you. Yet they are able to move down the field on you. Well, we didn't. We didn't do a good job of that this past week, and that's what TCU's philosophy was. We. We got behind them a couple of times early, and then they started just flat out just just dropping eight. Uh, you know, and and when that happens, you got to be extremely patient. You got to run the ball better than we did, and you got to you got to be okay with taking five yard gains and and uh, just being patient with that. Um, you know, we had that philosophy against Rice, and it didn't work out very good for us. And we they, we tried to keep everything in front and. They were they were methodical and moved down the field and scored. So we changed our philosophy and we started pressuring a little bit more against TCU and got some and created some turnovers. So you know it's it's uh you know it's 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 the game of football, right? So what's your strategy? Uh, you got to do something that you believe in. You got to stick to it, and then it's personnel driven as well. Yeah. Dana Holgerson here with us on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. All right, Sam Houston this week. What uh, Tell us about them and what you're going to see this this Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be a battle. I tell you, they got they got a bunch of Houston kids. They're in transition uh, to 1A. I mean, everybody, you know, FCS has been their, their background. Uh, you know, in 2021, they played the, 20, the 2020 year and the 2021 year because of the COVID, and they played in the spring, and then they played in the fall. They won. They were 21-1 and one in FCS. That's how they closed out FCS. They were transition in 2022. Uh, they recruited a lot. They redshirted a lot. They got a really good team coming back. They're struggling offensively right now. Uh, they've only scored three points in two games, but they've played two. Quality opponents, they played at BYU and they played at Air Force, and they weren't intimidated by either one. Uh, lost 14 to three and, or 14 to nothing and then 13 to three to Air Force. So coming off a of bye week, uh, we're expecting their best. Uh, they're one of the top teams in the country in defense. They're 1A, they've recruited to it. Um, and we're expecting them to kind of get, get it together offensively. They got a new coordinator, uh, that, that's been at Virginia Tech and Memphis, so he knows what he's doing. So, should be a good battle. It'd be a good test for us. You know, we just got to keep, we got to keep getting better. There's a lot of football ahead of us. There's, you know, I, 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 I'm not disappointed in, where, in, in what our players are and what their mindset is. We, we need to get to work, and it's going to be a good time to be able to do that this Saturday. So. What's your message been this week to your team? Yeah, play, to better, play, to, play together better as a team. We've played good offense. We've played bad defense. You know, when we've played good defense, we've played bad offense. You know, so just trying to get them to come together as a team. You know, we were disappointed, you know, last week. You know, halftime was good. Thought we were in the game. Uh, you know, didn't play good in the second half. Uh, but our team is still motivated, and there's a lot of football ahead. we got a lot of good opportunities ahead of us. You know, we're not going to overlook this Sam Houston team. They're a quality opponent, and then we we got to get back to Big 12 football. Do you, do you have moves like – 
do you have some moves queued up to where you say, look, if this doesn't go the way I want, and this is still fairly early in the season, we're not afraid to make a move at this position, at this spot. Do you have that already in your mind about things that you could go to if things don't get better for you, especially offensively? Well, there's, there's, we have young kids, you know, uh, young kids are, are that, that in our opinion are not ready to play big 12 football. And that's at every spot. You know, Parker Jenkins is an example of this. He's a true freshman. That's going to get, uh, that's going to get playing time here this weekend more than he's had. Uh, we have other kids in those spots. You just don't feel like they're ready yet. I mean, that's, that's up to them and their development, how they practice, how they prepare, how they mature, how they attack the week and, and, you know, whether whatever spots it is, I mean, if those guys show that they're ready to play, then we're certainly going to put them in there. Uh, once again, and everybody wants to make changes just because it doesn't look very good, so you got to change things. But maybe the people that are out there actually playing, uh, you know, they look in the mirror and they, they, they play better. You know, and until those young kids uh, step up and show us that they're ready to play, uh, you know, we're going to have to just keep doing what we're doing. How do you feel about your team's attitude right now? Not very good. No, we got good kids. You know, we got good kids that are that that care that are excited about the opportunity of being able to play Big Twelve football. And you know, I, I'm I'm not I'm not overreacting to you know what was a competitive game. You know that that team that we played was in the national championship last year. You know, TCU is a good football team. People say that they're not any good because they lost by three to Colorado. Uh, that was a good foot, one of the better football games that I've seen in a long time. So TCU is a very good football team that's going to win football games, and uh, you know that that showed our team. Look, we back, we went toe to toe in the first half. You know, it's just going to take you know take advantage of those opportunities, and we're going to have more of those opportunities down the line with 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 what's a very difficult schedule. And so we're excited about those opportunities, and our kids are excited about going out there and proving that they can compete at that level. Dana Ogerson, every week, brought to you by Demaris Barbecue Chastang Ford and HRP, right here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Go get him, Coach. We'll see you on Saturday. I appreciate it. Go Cougs. Go right, Cougs. Thanks, Coach. All right. More than welcome to do that. You and I right now got to talk about aqueduct plumbing. Love Billy Brown. Billy Brown is awesome. He is going to get, send his guys to your home, fix your stuff, and do it at a great price. He is going to be, he's going to have integrity. This is something that, you know, I don't know. Plumbers, man, the, the, the reputation that they have is awful. <laughs> you know, that they're just going to, you, you have no idea whether or not they're taking it to the cleaner, whether or not they're doing the job that they're supposed, whatever the case may be. I do know that Billy Brown and his people have integrity. The, it's awesome that they will come to your home. And assess a problem and not charge you for that. No, they just, they say, we'll come out there and tell you what it is. And then we just will assume that you will want to use us. And that because we're an honest company that is out there trying to, you know, do the best work we can for you and do it at fair prices. And that's why you can trust Aqueduct Plumbing Company. They are the company that you can trust. And having somebody on standby, a plumber on standby that you know you can you can rely on when there's water coming through the roof during a heavy rainstorm. What's that? What's going on there? Uh, is there something up with the air conditioner that's making that's an issue? Is there something going on with your your uh, water heater that's that's askew? Is there something going on with your water pressure? What is the issue that you have? They're one of the first companies you should call. AqueductPlumbingCompany.com. That's AqueductPlumbingCompany.com. Yes. 
You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. We just finished up with the University of Houston head coach Dana Hogerson. You'll be able to hear that interview later on the podcast. Well, do you want to see his team play? It's family weekend, so gather your family and friends and come out to the University of Houston versus Sam Houston football game. Family four-pack specials, four tickets, four hot dogs, four sodas for just $60. Individual tickets start at just $20. Get your tickets today. Go to uhcougars.com slash tickets or call 713-GO-COUGS. Don't miss out on all the pageantry and fun of college football. Come early and enjoy all the new activities in Cougar Alley in front of TDECU Stadium, including a huge LED TV screen, the Bud Light Backyard, and more. The Spirit of Houston will perform at halftime entertainment by cheerleaders, Cougar Dolls, and Shasta and Sasha. Come early, be loud, wear red. Caller 12 at 855 wins a pair of tickets to see the Cougs versus Sam Houston State this Saturday. Caller 12, 855. See the Cougs. Go out and support them against an in-state is rival the right word? In-state competition? I don't know about rival, but hey, listen. That defense, it, they held BYU to 14 and Air Force 14, yeah, and Air Force 13. Now, their offense sucks. If they if they open, <laughs> please do not, please, please stop them. Please stop them. Yeah, we can't. Can't no. go one and three against the state of Texas. No, but their defense early. is apparently really good. Yeah. BYU's only putting up. 13 on 14 on them. Goodness gracious. BYU oh played. Oh, gosh. I don't even BYU want to beat Arkansas. BYU beat Arkansas. And Sam Houston State held them to what? 14. Okay. And Air Force to 13. Goodness gracious. Ugh. I can't. No, I can't even. I'm not even thinking about it. You can't even think about um, them. If we're in. playing the transit of property here, BYU goes into Arkansas and wins, and Sam Houston's holding them to 14, and the Cougs couldn't score against what we thought was a bad TCU defense. The transitive property doesn't really work in college football so much. No. But I'm not liking it right now. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear this at all. TJ is here. Let's hear TJ. Hey, TJ. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, you doing, man? I just want to say you guys are the most professional Unprofessional people that I know on radio. Professional, <laughs> unprofessional that's people. You, that's right. I think that that's is a tremendous pretty compliment. damn accurate. Yeah, I think uh, that's extremely accurate. Well, I'm the professional part. He's the unprofessional part. Well, okay. whatever it is, it's accurate. Yep. Who is the throw the person under the bus part? I think that's you. Oh, yeah, I don't mind doing yeah, that. It's you. I don't mind doing that. That's professional. Though. <laughs> hey, I, I got two uh, comments I want you guys to uh, did you see where they uh, they got on Sean McVay about covering the spread? Because why would he kick that field goal at the end? And then, as far as the Nick Chubb injury, man, that was that's, that's heartbreaking. And that's why these running backs want that guaranteed money. And I hang up and listen. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for taking my call. Yeah, you can wish. I wish I had that guaranteed money too. But you know, it is. It's. Uh... It, Ironically, it's one of the reasons why teams aren't trying to give a bunch of guaranteed yeah, right. money because this happens to running backs. Yeah. It's like it's – I saw people, this is why, but then the NFL teams say, yeah, this, this is, is why. This is why. So you're both pointing to why, and it's just so unfortunate for Nick Chubb because, you know, you have a limited shelf life as a running back, and this is a this is going to be the second time he's had a – disastrous knee injury. I remember writing him up as a freshman. I had to write summer like bet. I wrote up something about Nick Chubb being the best running back that I was even better than Todd Gurley. Um, and 
then he had that knee injury and took him out, and then it took him a little while to get back to where he was. And then you watch him now, he's just he's such an efficient, good running back. And now to suffer the same injury, same type of injury on the same knee, just terrible. Yeah. Just terrible. And then to his other point, here is the final call in that uh, Ram 49er game. Kick for Maher is on the way, and that'll be the final play of the game. So the Rams put three on the board. Bad beats. But San Francisco wins by seven. That was Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. Everyone was. So people are more aware of point spreads now because it's more... ESPN show ESPN's uh, Instagram account. Yes, I didn't realize that had happened until I saw it on the Instagram account. ESPN's Instagram account said, "Hey, um, here's the field." But their their fantasy page said they were a seven and a half point favorite, and here is San Francisco was, and here's a field goal, a meaningless field goal, which covers the spread. And all I could think of was the NFL really doesn't like ESPN showing that and making that a storyline. But it's true. It's true. It's what are you going to do? Like. You scored, it covered the spread. The acknowledgement that there's a spread and you're trying to cover it is is the NFL won't like it. And not that the Rams have, I don't think, acknowledged anything. But what do you do when, when this is, like, the NFL's in a tricky spot. Roger, Roger, I know from being an NFL, Roger Goodell doesn't want gambling to be a big part. But once it is a big part, he wants the money that goes with it and the sponsorships. It's their right. It's their product. So from a legal standpoint, there's nothing the NFL can do about it. So they try to regulate it. They try to regulate messages that come out of their own platform, things like this. But when gambling because and I'm I'm pro gambling for sports. I don't think you know the idea that you demonize that, but drinking is okay and the marijuana legalization is okay, but then gambling's bad. No, come on, we're not going to be that hypocritical. However. I don't think the NFL, not that there's anything wrong with him kicking a field goal and going from 7 to 10 and scoring, because if you score a touchdown, you still aren't going to win. But I do think that that particular instance, I wonder what the NFL thinks or if they, if they talk to Sean. I imagine you're going to ask a question. Sean McVay, why well, did you Well, you've got that? to because that covered a point no, no. spread. Like, why didn't you go for the end zone? Like, have you ever seen that happen? If there's more time on the clock, I would totally get I've it. I've never seen it. But no. that was his time expired. Yeah, no, Does right. he have a young kicker that needed? he wanted to get reps for? Is Maher a young kicker? No. Oh, it's Maher. No. He's yeah. been around a long time. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah. Um, only thing I can think of in the game situation. Point differential, tiebreaker. We're working on an in the game situation. We drove the field, kick a field goal. Yeah, it's not the pressure pack thing of a game winner or a game tire, but hey. Maybe so. Maybe working. he just didn't want to lose by double digits. It, it could be that simple. It just happens to be tied to a point spread. Yeah. And if you were somebody who was a Rams better there plus the point, points, it's like, I've never seen this, but this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. But if you were a 49er fan oh, and my. gave the seven and a half. How are you not scoring a touchdown, you coward? Go for the touchdown, Well, then you here, that's, you know what the good lesson is? If it's seven and a half, buy it down to seven. Well, and. It's always been a lesson. lesson. To bring it back to our show, Justin, on on Friday, through whatever book you guys use, had him at seven, so it didn't bother him one way or the other. Oh. But so it could have. Maybe that was the number and it was a push. Maybe maybe it was. He said he was one, three, and one, and both both guys were one, three, and one. A tie. I guess we call it a tie. Um, So, yeah. So, seven is not a cover? Because he had him at seven. Okay, it's a push. It's a push. So yeah, they're both one, one, three, and one. Yeah, right, right, right. I don't do the gambling. All right, eight fifty six, ESPN, ninety seven five and ninety two five, uh, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. If you want to get in here, you can. 
right here and right now. We've got some sound from D'Amico from yesterday that we got to get to. Uh, but first, we're talking about, well, here's here's the perfect example. When you're on my bookie and you've got to give seven and a half points, you can always buy that down to seven or even six and a half. Now, it's going to cost you a little bit of money, but that's the game, bro. The seven is a is a live football number. You don't want to be at seven and a half if you're giving those points. If you're getting those points, you absolutely love seven and a half. That was a winner. So my bookie, there's all kinds of lessons like this. There's a cash out system right now that's different. If you hit the first two legs of a parlay, people love parlays. And if you hit the first two legs, chances are you're going to miss the third one. So you can get out of it. You want to cash out early? You can't. You can bet it on another game, or you can uh, you can keep it going and and run it into another parlay. And listen, it's awesome. It's something I've never seen before. You got daily odds boost. You got live in game betting, same game parlays, super contests, all of these things. You got a cash bonus that is a it, it's a quick out, a quick withdraw for your cash bonus. You deposit amount your amount once. You're ready to withdraw at any time again. That promo code is bet nine seven five. MyBookie.ag, promo code BET975, MyBookie.ag, promo code BET975. 